five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five. Live yes, at it's five. Live. Live yes, at five. you knew that. There is no substitute to live. See, I'm banging on the microphone right now. See that? No one else is doing that. That is not recorded. Only if you're listening to this other than the time right now, which is, well, later on. But anyway, we have uh, CCOM's own Jerry Manor calling in in about maybe a minute and a half here. What are you doing? But I have something hot off the press that I'll share with you after our uh, monthly conversation that we have with Jerry, who always informs us about different ways and how someone, somewhere, some organization is trying to rip you off until Jerry comes and says, not so fast, not so fast. Uh, Jerry uh, Manor, of course, a radio man himself, also uh, extremely knowledgeable when it comes to hockey and hockey sports and broadcasting. Uh, He's been doing Messina sports uh, forever, for a long time at CECOM Federal Credit Union. So before Jerry uh, chimes in here, and he's very astute, he will be calling in just uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, check that 10 minutes after as scheduled. I got, I got an interesting uh, uh, message sent to me today, actually several messages, but uh, from Mario Frato, who wants to be your congressman. But we don't even know if he's going to uh, be representing our area because, yes, you guessed it, the Democrats in Albany have agreed to restructure uh, the congressional districts, and for that matter, other state districts. But right now, let's go to the phones, because we're waiting for Jerry Manor, and I believe he's on the phone right now, and he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Manor himself from SECOM uh, Federal Credit Union. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing doing very well, Glenn. How are you? Good, good, good. I, I can't complain. Um, it, the you know When we, we gathered up all the toys that were, were collected uh, for a Toys for Tot a promotion, uh, yours stood out because of the wonderful stuff that you have for little girls, particularly the Barbie uh, dolls that were dropped off, Jerry. I just wanted to mention that because, it, you know, I know it was a small amount, but a very significant part of uh, you know, what, what, what's going to happen on Christmas Day for someone in need. So greatly appreciate that from CECOM uh, Federal Credit Union on Route 3. Yeah, I just want to take a moment to, to wish your gigantic audience <laughs> a very... Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, yeah. and the best of the holiday season. It is. It's that time of year. But you know what, Jerry? Uh, it's it's just because it's the holiday season doesn't mean we shouldn't be on our guard uh, with respects to uh, fraudulent activities on the phone or online or via text. So something tells oh, me we're going to be... Yeah. Of course, you know, and because it's the holidays, um, there's going to be added fraudulent activity because there is added activity. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on your guard. You have to keep an eye. And this is, this is so important, Glenn. You need to keep an eye on your accounts. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's the, the best way you can guard yourself 
Obviously, you don't want to give out any information unless you initiate the contact. Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't want to be whipping your card around in public when you go to an ATM. You know, make sure you're guarding your, you know, your pin. You know, don't uh, you be careful with things, but the best way to guard yourself is to be vigilant, mm -hmm. to keep an eye on your accounts, because that's where the fraud is going to show up. It's going to show up in your accounts. If somebody gets your credit card number, they're going to use it, mm -hmm. and it'll show up on your credit card statements. And the quicker you get on it, the quicker we can rectify it. So, let me, again, because of the advent of the debit card, and it's been around for decades, don't get me wrong, Jerry, but... We, we get so, I guess, footloose and fancy free with it. We, we give it to people at a, a complete stranger, not discrediting any of the fine establishments on Arsenal or anywhere, but you go through a drive-thru and you hand someone your credit into a debit card. Are you, is that like putting your identity and, for that matter, your, your, your worldly possessions into an abyss or, or, or bad opportunity? Not necessarily, but there is a difference between using the different kinds of plastic. So, so look at it this way, Glenn. You give somebody your debit card, you're giving them a gateway to your checking account. Mm -hmm. That's your money. You give them a credit card, you're giving them a gateway to your credit line. It's mm -hmm. not your money. Right, right. And again, remember, there are great protections if it's Visa or MasterCard branded or Discover branded. There, there are great protections for you. But mm -hmm. the key to all of this is reporting the fraud quickly. And by taking the steps to make sure that you do, don't become a victim. Because crooks are just like the rest of us. We'll go the easy route, right? right? Sure. So if they see somebody who's not guarding their identity, they'll go after them more than somebody who's very careful. Now, here's the sad part of this whole deal. It is impossible to completely guard yourself. I mean, it just is. Even uh, I was telling you the other day, I think uh, they're going the old-fashioned route by, you know, uh, check-washing. Mm. Yes, you did mention that, the, amongst other things, yes. Yeah, Explain so, what, sh well, what does that mean, though, Jerry? What does that okay, mean? Okay, so, so let me give you a for instance. All right, you live out in the country, you have a mailbox. Mm -hmm. So it's time for you to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. So now, what a lot of people do is they pay online, they pay them automatically, they use their credit card, whatever. But some people still like to write checks. Mm -hmm. So they'll get their checkbook out, and, uh, you know, they've got their national grid bill. So they'll write their check out to national grid, you know, $350, whatever it happens right. to be. Put it in an envelope, put it in their mailbox, put the flag up, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So the crooks cruising along will see this flag up in a rural mailbox, stop by quickly, take a peek. Oh, it's a bill payment. Yank the bill, mm -hmm. take it back to wherever they do their nefarious deeds, and then use a chemical to wash the ink off the check and rewrite the check. To themselves, essentially. To themselves, yeah. or however they want to do it to steal your money. Amazing. But again, that's been happening more. That used to be a, a, a trick back in the old days when P, all people wrote checks. But now it's coming back again. So, wow. again, you've got to guard yourself and, you know, be careful. Don't buy stuff on Facebook. I mean... <laughs> I hate to say this, but a lot of those ads are fraudulent, right. especially if it's something too good to be true. You know the old uh, saying, if it's too good to be true, it's not. Right, exactly. So, mm -hmm. so if you're going to buy something online, go to the actual website. Don't buy it through a third party because you just don't know what's going to happen. But, again, you just have to be vigilant this time of year. The other thing you want to watch out for, Glenn, mm -hmm. is the charity scam. Mm. 
And this just makes my blood boil because you know how many people are in need. Well, that's why you guys did the toy program you did. Um, You know that there are a lot of wonderful charities out there that are helping people who are less fortunate. Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of scam artists out there, so you have to be very, very careful about what you're doing when you're giving to charity. And again, I think you should make the call or make the contact. Don't do it because somebody calls you. Because when somebody calls you or emails you or texts you, you have no way of knowing that's actually who they say they are. So you have to be careful about that. Yeah, a lot of times when we do it, it seems it's always like, well, not always, but it's a third party that's not even associated with the local fire department, police department, or any benevolent association. So, but again, Jerry, I mean, I I saw a report last night, I think it was on Fox News, uh, where this, a, a man with Alzheimer's, was uh, was called at his home and was convinced to getting into some type of wicked energy leasing program, which cost some hundreds of dollars every month forever, and and the family's you know outraged by this and they call it uh, you know adult abuse. Uh, that's be- elder financial el- abuse. Is yes, what that is yes, and, and it's- that's one of the many many guises of elder financial abuse. Uh, that's stranger abuse, but there's a lot of non-stranger abuse to elders as well. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. If you have an elder in your family, you know, talk to them. Find out what's going on with them. If they start talking about somebody who's been contacting them on the phone or, you know, by email or text or whatever, you know, ask some questions. And these are all red flags that could mean they're being taken advantage of. And here's the thing. In a lot of cases... Somebody gets taken advantage of, they're embarrassed, and they don't want to admit it. The other thing about that is if you are a victim, number one, you want to report it. But the other thing is watch out because they'll come after you again. Yeah, Uh, because, you know, lightning would uh, strike in the same spot because they know exactly where to go because it's a vulnerable area. But here's, again, I'm going to... Gonna throw one at you, uh, Jerry. When, when you're talking about someone with Alzheimer's, they're not gonna. It's it's, and I hate to say this, but it's the truth. It's like talking to a three-year-old baby sometimes. No matter how much reason, hey, who who you've been talking to, it's really not effective enough. Is there a better way to to actually get into one's cell phone and make sure that outside calls, like fraudulent phone calls, don't get to a, a person who's uh, very vulnerable? It's really hard to do that. You know, um, perhaps. They shouldn't have a phone. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it, it's a matter of if it's one of your relatives, you know, you need to actually do something about it, get some kind of uh, care so they're not taken advantage of. Mm. But, again, that's a little out of my scope. But No, it, you're it, right, it, though. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I just, I just like people to watch out and be wary because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the crooks use the same techniques. Uh, they come up with different schemes, but they, it all comes down to urgency. Mm-hmm. They want you to do something immediately. Mm-hmm. It comes down to fear. If you don't do that thing immediately, something bad is going to happen mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like maybe your debit card will get shut off. Right. There's so many different ways they go about it. But the bottom line is the same. The crooks are always looking for, number one, information Mm -hmm. so that they can steal your money. Or, number two, your actual money. They'll try to get you to send them money. If somebody wants you to pay them with gift cards, that is a red flag that is always a scam. Hmm. Because gift cards cannot be traced. So that's why the crooks want to use them. And we've seen that happen a lot. So, again, it's, it's buyer beware. You've got to watch out for yourself. And always be skeptical. 
And here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Never click on links right. in emails or text. Text, yeah. They get right That's into right. your phone. And, mm-hmm. you know, be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Be skeptical. And, again, don't give out any information unless you initiate the contact. So, Jerry, we do this every month, um, but again, just to let everybody know that Jerry does, uh, in, in addition to calling us up and doing radio uh, broadcasting for the local uh, team up there in Messina, the hockey team, you actually do a lot more at SECOM Federal Credit Union, and your location on an out of Arsenal Street, you've been there now for over a little bit over a year, and it's been a very good year, Jerry, and I, I just I encourage people, obviously, to look at that big, beautiful institution, that location you have. Um, I don't know if I do that enough, but I was there on Friday, and it's, it's quite the place, and the staff, needless to say, is, is, is excellent. And if they're as good or halfway as good as Jerry Manor, then, you're, then your money's in, the, in, in a very good, good place, Jerry. Well, just let, me let. Give a, let me give a shout-out to our staff. Jess is the manager there. She is absolutely fantastic and wonderful. We have uh, Jonathan and Teresa and Destiny who are three employees in Watertown. They mm-hmm. do a terrific job for us. And I do encourage everybody just to check us out. You know, take a look. Mm-hmm. Stop in and see us. Meet the people. I think you'll like us. And, Jerry, how can people get in contact with you? With me specifically, the best way to get me is either to text me or email. Yep. But text is probably best. Yeah. 315-250-0273. What? what was the last four? <laughs> I, I forgot. Short memory. Glenn. Yeah, I know. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to write it down across. 250-0273. for Jerry Manor at SECOM uh, Federal Credit Union with locations throughout the state and in northern Vermont. Jerry, thank you very much for the call in. And if I don't speak to you before uh, Christmas, you have a, a wonderful Christmas uh, holiday season and a happy new year, sir. Back at you, my friend. Excellent. Jerry, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. You Talk to you, bye. That's, uh, that's Jerry Manor from Seacom. Uh, Hi, you're in the air. Yes, a question for your guest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, um, when I travel, mm-hmm. I don't like to take a ton of money, cash, with me, even though it makes you feel good because you got it on there right. in case you lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to buy the, the cash cards. Mm. You know, instead of using my debit everywhere, which they can get into my checking account. Right. I use the. I'll buy them like at two hundred dollars on a card. So when I stop and get gas, I use that. And the if they do get into that card, that's all they're going to get. Whatever that card's worth, mm-hmm. and they don't get into my uh, uh, checking account, which I pay my main bills with. Uh, let me know about that. I'll hang up and listen to you. Well, uh, well, actually, he's off the air, but uh, you, I can actually. You know what? Uh, do this number down. Write this number if you can. Um, well, I, I, well, no, he's not going to do that. I was going to give him his phone number. He's, that would take forever. But Jerry Manor obviously would, would advise either yes or no with respects to something like that. Back in the old days, we used to use traveler's checks. Remember Carl Malden from American, uh, you know, would, would either talk about a traveler's exp- uh, express or a tr- a checks or the card itself with his fedora on and his big ass nose there. He was a great actor. Don't get me wrong. A streetcar named Desire, by the way. But nonetheless, that's a question for Jerry. We'll talk to him next month. All right, so I was talking briefly prior to the call from Jerry about uh, this latest about redistricting. Now, I know that sounds like another snooze fest, but it is very significant. And this, according, this was uh, done today. Today's the 12th. The New York court on Tuesday today agreed to allow the state to, re- to withdraw. To, check that to redraw its congressional map, a significant win for Democrats hoping to retake the U.S. uh, House in 2024, which is incredible. 
Uh, so that that's that's the latest, and I did get that from Mario Frado, who is already thrown in his hat uh, to run a, in a primary, of course, against incumbent and our, con- our con- con- congresswoman, Claudia Tenney. Sorry, folks, it's just one of those days this afternoon, a lot of things that I was doing prior to today's show, so I'm a little bit out there. Uh, so that might be a phone call we'll have to make uh, and get, rather, from Mario Frado in the upcoming weeks. Obviously, next year is, is a significant year in that it is a political year for the presidency. And, of course, uh, every two years on the even numbers, uh, we choose our Congress people as well. Uh, and big key Senate races next year, too. So be on the lookout for that. Also, again, one other thing that, that um, I, I, I don't know if our congresswoman has former President uh, Donald Trump's back anymore, to tell you the truth. I don't know. Uh, because from what I'm gathering, there might be a shift. And you know what? I'm not going to throw it out there and say that Nikki Haley is the new choice for the Republican representatives. But if, if there's one name that I've heard more just in the last three days, or essentially two days, it's, it's uh, Nikki Haley. We've heard about her. We've seen her just, you know, her numbers have slowly gone up. She's still on all the debate stages, uh, one above Ramaswamy and two above, of course, Mr. Christie, who shouldn't be there at all. But I wonder, and again, I'm, not, I'm just throwing this out there because I want to talk about last night's uh, uh, council meeting with Councilman uh, uh, Cliff only. But I wonder if there's a shift to, a, you know, to at least address Nikki Haley as the possible uh, Republican nominee. That's the only reason why I bring that up, because I've been hearing her in the last couple of days. And obviously people that want to kowtow to districts such as Claudia's and Congresswoman Tenney's, where she's got a, l- a little bit or a lot of both. And who knows with the redistricting what she would have to do as a congressperson to appeal to the 770,000 uh, constituents within her ever-changing district. It's a tough job, especially in New York State. That's why we don't have any or many uh, uh, Republicans in Congress. We never, I doubt we'll ever have uh, a Republican senator again. But for the most part, it's very, we have pockets of it. And a lot of this shifting done from Albany in order so that they can get more Democrats into Washington by way of New York State, they're moving voters around from, from, from Oneida County to Onondaga County and shifting here, shifting there. It's all got to balance out. And it's unprecedented that they're doing this twice, repeat, twice within a decade. That in itself should be unconstitutional. But that's what New York is doing. I'm assuming other states are doing it as well to purge or at least try to get in or squeeze in as many congressional districts in their favor. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, the Democrats are really there. There's something else. And, of course, people would ask if the Republicans, they would do the same thing. And I would say, no, they wouldn't. They just wouldn't do that. All right, so last night was a big, big night. And we were talking about December 11th for weeks now uh, with respects to this whole inquiry uh, our own little impeachment hearing started last night uh, to whether or not uh, uh, Councilman Cliff only should remain on council. Now, Jeff Graham knows a heck of a lot more about this than I do, and he spoke about it with, with, with great detail, not just today, but in recent days leading up to this. So that's, that, Jeff says this is, this is a bunch of malarkey. It shouldn't have happened to begin with. Uh, leave it up to the voters, and not to mention there's a huge shift in, in uh, City Hall come January 1st, and we know that. So let them figure it out or for that matter, uh, set it up as a vote for the, uh, for the uh, city of Watertown, which makes a lot of sense. But my observation last night, and again, it was a compelling night of, of uh, Jesse Waters and a lot of things going on, on on Fox News. So I was watching kind of both. And by the time they actually got to Cliff's issue 
uh, it was already 8 o'clock or so. So believe me, I was monitoring this right in front of uh, the TV with my phone watching the Steve Weed Network. What I observed is very simple, is that I saw a different, repeat, different Councilman Cliff only last night. I thought I would see a bucking Bronco. I thought I would see the same Cliff only that wanted to get out of the stall and just make, just to make a big, big mess in the middle of the arena. Like, this is all about, I can't believe you guys are doing this. But he didn't. And Jeff alluded to it as well. It almost seemed like, like Cliff was expecting a penalty, but just give me an oversight or something rather. I forget what he said. Jeff could explain it better, but I was shocked. So, and when it was all said and done, Mayor Jeff Smith just got up and left. And, and, and uh, it, it lasted with the attorney there, I, I'd say, from beginning to end uh, with respect to only this issue, to whether or not we should expel um, um, uh, or they should expel Councilman Cliff only from council, probably went on for no more than about mm, 35, 40 minutes. And if you told me that going in, that that's how long it would be, I would say you're crazy. And most of the talking was done by the attorney, Attorney Smith there. Very well spoken, knows her stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't think any of this is going to go anywhere. So if you thought you saw a different Councilman Cliff only last night like I did, please give me a shot because I got a theory. I got a theory. Cliff is a smart guy. At the end of the day, I don't care what you say about Cliff only. I don't care what you say. Because if you say he's a crazy politician, he's a crazy individual, his ideas are crazy, he's, you know, he, his approach to, uh, to the mayor and you know, this whole gang of three is, was, was unsettling and disrupted things, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. He's a smart guy. There's no doubt about it. And there's a lot of people that start a lot of trouble that aren't smart. I think, for instance, George Santos was a complete moron. I think some guy or anybody that gets up into high levels of power, uh, whether you agree with them or not, they're very, very smart. And, and the one thing I can't say about that about is Justin Trudeau. I just think he clearly got in there because of his, his father's name, his grandfather, and his whole legacy of the Trudeau family. Not to mention, he's a good-looking dude. But other than that, most people get in there because they're smart. And I tell you, I think somebody got the cliff only and said, quite simply, you got to change your ways or you're going to be done just like Pat Hickey had to pay the price last year, uh, this past year, I should say, and for that matter, pay the price with respects to how Lisa showed up in, in the mayoral race. It's all, it's all intertwined together. We know that. The gang of three basically shot themselves in the foot. But last night I saw a different cliff only. If you saw the same, give me a shout. 755-1240 is the number. I'll wait for someone to give me a shout. I figured at this point Tim would be chiming in. Tim uh, seems uh, to be very uh, concerned about the, the new guy, <coughs> uh, Mr. Kimball, the doctor, whether or not the gang of three will actually continue. And now I just got something from a former uh, politician himself. Oh, someone says that Cliff is running scared. Uh, he felt like he was truly wrong that they were saying that he would be yelling and pointing everywhere. And, hmm, interesting. Well, I don't know. But I think it's great strategy. Because if we saw the same Cliff only last night, then we, you know, we would expect that. So, oh, that's, you know, what else? It's par for the course. But no, it was more of a relaxed, subdued. He didn't talk over people. He listened. We didn't hear from Cliff for a while. And quite frankly, and I didn't speak to Jeff Smith, I wouldn't talk about this anyway because I'm, I'm a so-called pundit here on AM 1240, so it's really none of my business. But I think Jeff's, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith was, was caught off guard as well. That's my take on it. But I think someone has spoken to Cliff, and perhaps Cliff spoke to himself. Right now, I'm going to do a break. We're already into the second half of the show, and we'll be back with more of the Live at 5 show right after this. L.A. Quarry is the destination for all your... 7. 
Oh boy, this microphone thing will not stay in place. Let's see if that works. Will it work? It will. Amazing. All right, so uh, no one cares about what happened last night. Maybe maybe it was just way too much chatter during the noon hour, but that was my observation about Cliff Only. The new and improved Cliff Only. Or is it a muse? Or, you know, is it is it just, you know, uh, 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 is, he, is he playing possum? You know, come and get me. You know, like James Cagney in White Heat. You know, is, who knows? Again, smart people do smart things every now and then. Uh, I, for one, think that they shouldn't have had any type of inquiry whatsoever last night, but uh, that's my opinion. All right, so anyway, uh, the big news today, sports-wise, now, I, I uh, you know, I've been in broadcasting now for a long time, and we all know the very famous uh, Do You Believe in Miracles, the call from December, uh, was it, no, was it December? or No, probably early February 1980, the uh, Lake Placid Olympics, the announcer then, we kind of knew him by that point, he was a young Al Michaels. And he's been bouncing around from here, there, everywhere. But for the most part, he was an ABC prodigy, moved on to do other things uh, with NBC, uh, whichever. But Al Michaels is is a legendary guy. It was announced today, however, that uh, Al Michaels is out of NBC's NFL playoff coverage. Now, that when I read that, I don't read on here, it doesn't say whether or not he's out altogether. But I mean, there's a lot of games left. Why would you do that? So the legendary Al Michaels is out at NBC's uh, called. He called last year's incredible Jaguars comeback uh, a win over the Chargers, and he and analyst uh, Tony Tony Dungy were widely panned uh, for the uh, uh, per- perceived lack of enthusiasm. Excuse me. So every now and then, you know, it, I hear that from uh, from from various announcers. Last night, for instance, when I, I by the way I almost won the pool last night, I had uh, eleven wins. And believe it or not, I, the guy that beat me, I happen to know, it's uh, it's uh, Sharon's uh, uh, step-niece, or how do I put this, step-nephew. <laughs> He's married to her niece, uh, Courtney Malone. That's Chuck Dibble, Dr. Chuck Dibble, the dentist. He won because he picked uh, the final points on last night's Giants game, the win. I picked the Giants to win. He picked the Packers, and that would have given us a tie for overall wins for the week. And it was a tough week. We only had 11 wins each. And we both chose Miami, which was the biggest upset when the Titans beat Miami at Miami. So go any given Sunday. You never really know. But he chose a combined 48 points, and I chose 40, 46. And if they had gotten that two-point um, well, two conversion to end you know, at the end of the fourth quarter, I'm talking about, of course, the Packers, that would have made the difference. Of course, the Giants would then have to tie the game as opposed to winning it by two points. And hypothetically, if they did, that would have put, put it at my 48 points. But then at that point, the Giants would have to win in overtime. So a, lot of th- a couple of things still would have happened, but that's how close it was. And all, all season long, I've been out of it, not even close. There's 52 players in the pool. And it's all win or losses. There's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no point spreads, nothing of that nature. It's as simple as it gets. And I've been averaging anywhere between seven, eight, maybe nine wins per week, which is abysmal. And uh, last night it came that close, and I lose to a guy I know. Go figure. So anyway, what was I just saying? Oh, Al Michaels out. Out. He's making millions of dollars. And uh, I bring that up because a lot of us grew up with Al Michaels. But there comes a time where, you know, you just got to hang it up. And, and get some, you know, young people in there. And that, that can you know, start the next Al Michaels legacy. 
You don't want to you don't want to be fired at late in life because you weren't enthusiastic enough. Especially when you're making millions of dollars essentially to do one job and show up every Monday night to do Monday night football. That's way too much money. I argued either here or somewhere recently saying like you know, do people watch NFL games because of the announcers or that it, it's an NFL game? Why would you just I don't understand. I know how difficult it is to make budget in a small town because you got to make budget. You got to pay the bills and you got to pay the expectations and the growth, everything, not just keep us alive, but everything involved with that. So to make a million, two, three million dollars here, there, everywhere, that's that's a yearly challenge. And these guys are making this just for breakfast. So that's a bad legacy. I'm not saying they're going to put that on in his obituary 10, 20 years from now. But that's one of the things like, oh, by the way, he lost his job at the end because he didn't give a crap anymore. So That's the way it looks like at this point, that people were, you know, were complaining about how he and Tony Bungie were basically mailing it in. Go to the phone see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, uh, Glenn. Yep. Uh, I'm not bragging, but you know how many games me and my wife bet out of 10, how many we lost? Uh, all of them. Nine, nine out of ten. I cannot hmm. win a game. Nine, and, and it's it's hard to believe. You know, you pick a team that's the best team in the league, and right. one that's the worst, and right. who wins? Yeah. The worst. Yeah, Titans. Yeah. Well, you know, and then there's bad calls, terrible yeah. calls, aren't they anymore? Well, okay. Now that we're on bad calls, and yet, no, this is not a sports show. But a lot of people were talking about the call the other day at the Kansas City Buffalo game. Was that a bad call, in your opinion? Yes. Okay, but what, you know, isn't it illegal to step over the you know the line or you know the the neutral zone? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know it all. Yeah. Dep- I mean, it seems yeah, it was a big play. Kelsey made the lateral pass. It was a touchdown. Ironically, it was the same guy who crossed the neutral zone, Tony. Uh, but yeah. you know, th- them are the rules. Uh, and I, I, as if I were a Kansas I City fan, I'd be pissed off. Um, as a football yeah. fan, I don't like it. But it, you know, they called it right away. And um, yeah. it, if it was an incomplete pass, it would have been another down and, you know, whichever. So, anyway. But the, the, them, them uh, football heroes like Kelsey and McCombs, they've gone to hell, haven't they? Uh, no, well, this I is go, not. Where do, yeah. Holy frick, I says, where is he, Kelsey? He's supposed to be such a superstar. He's hiding most of the time. Well, you know, he's had some big games this year, but, but yeah. But like I said, it's, you know, it's a game, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy betting, and I bet money on him, you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of money. No, nah, neither do I. I'm a uh, pussy. So, like I said, it's something that I can afford. Right, my, right. My wife used to pick him. She used to be put an eight in a row, four in a row. Yeah, <laughs> she, she just can't. She can't pick a game right. Well, I tell you what. I says, Rosemary, (laughs) nothing means nothing. Yeah. Boy, you just know, you can study it all day and all night. That ain't going to make you win the game. By the way, uh, Louie, you just rattled off two titles to two songs, Rosemary and Nothing But Nothing. Nothing but nothing means nothing. Sorry. Nothing but, yeah. Gotta have something. That's my famous saying, you know, in life. Nothing means nothing. I've been using that uh, statement for a long time. So is that going to be on your tombstone, Louie? 30, 40 years from now? Is that going to be on your tombstone? Nothing for nothing means nothing? Are you going to put that on your as an epitaph or anything of that nature? I'm not going to have a tombstone. I'm going to be cremated and buried in the backyard. Okay, but you can still have a headstone. You can still have a tribute to your life. I could. You don't have to be there. You know. Yeah, we bury our horses out back. We borrow our cats and our dogs. Wow, that sounds like a Stephen like King novel. It's legal. It's legal, you know, to bury a person on, the, on your own property. Do you bury a horse? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you got to yeah, do? Two horses. Like a, you have to get two like... horses so far. Let me tell you a story. I told you, I, I've probably told you before, I don't believe in doctors. Yeah, no. Well, my, my wife's oldest horse, no, it wasn't, yeah, her oldest horse got sick. Right. And it was only sick for a couple of days, so she called the vet. The vet couldn't come out. We had to go get the prescription from her at her house. Right. Gave my wife the prescription on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, the horse laid there dead. Wow. Well, why? You know, and I, and do you, do you, who knows for why? You don't think the vet's going to call and check in on us and hmm. see how our horse is doing, do you? Well, I mean, that seems, you just went to the vet, and next thing you know, the horse is dead? No, she don't know the horse is dead. No, oh, she oh, never oh, sorry. to the house. So, we, had, we had to go get the prescription from her at her house. Gotcha. Sorry. Just like every, just like the rest of the businesses. You know, here's another one. <laughs> nothing against your station or nothing against your, your advertising, but you know when they say, they're the people that call you back. Yeah. I don't want to call a person that calls me back. I want to call a person that answers their frigging phone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Just answer the phone. <laughs> How much does that cost to answer the phone? Because oh, when they're going to call you back, 90% of them don't call you back. Interesting. That's a good point. That's a very good yep. point. Yeah. Very yep. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well, my uh, pitching for one day. No, I appreciate it, Louis, as always, my friend. I really okay, do. All nice. right. Thank you. Bye. Well, you know, Louis makes some very good points. He's old school. Louis also talked about driving and whatnot, it, you know, wh- whether or not we, we, we get to the point. I mean, earlier, for instance, when someone is, uh, we talked to Jerry Manor, somebody with Alzheimer's says, oh, well, I'll take away their phone. Said, yeah, that's difficult. I don't know if we could do that. I mean, that was just a suggestion. And the other, you know, anyone uh, out there, including Louis and others who get to a certain age, they worry about whether or not they should drive anymore. That's a big decision. And it's one thing that I'm just going to throw this out there. And again, this is this this audience is twofold. I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna actually be addressing people that can be hurt and those who who could possibly hurt others. And here's why: we're not getting any younger, and the baby boomers are right now. We're the old people of the of the country. We are of the world, and we've had a lot of freedoms. We've had a lot of money in our pocket, more so than any other generation. So a lot of us are still living independently, which means we're still driving. We're driving each other crazy. And I just hope, and I'll talk to, and I, I know I talk uh, ad nauseum with, with uh, Attorney Joe Stanley about this, but I think this is going to be a real big issue forever, because as the biggest generation in American history gets older, we're going to be less you know, careful on the roads. So here's one thing. One, be careful when you're driving at night. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be 61 in the next week. And I know a difference in my eyesight, particularly at night. So just, you know, when you, you know, don't be so defensive where you're slamming on your brakes way before you need to. And then the guy behind you is driving off the road or in the back of your car. But just, just, you know, just be careful of shadows and animals and overreaction and just drive a little bit slower at night. That's all I can say as, as, as a 60 year old, you told me this 10 years ago, I'd say, screw you. My eyesight's perfect, but it's not anymore. So I can also see how people losing their physical ability which, you know, let's face it, when you're driving a vehicle, you have to have good circulation in your legs and your ankles and your arms. You have to have good eyesight. You know, just be careful to be careful while you're driving. But more importantly, and I'm saying this right now, when you're a pedestrian or when you're at an intersection, just look out for that chain, that, that chain reaction that could happen as a result of someone who really doesn't, is, is unsure of themselves. It can happen at any time. Hi, you're on the, you're on the, you're on the, you're on the live at five show. Yeah, Glenn. I'm uh, Mr. Only. Yeah. I don't think you've seen a changed 
Mr. Ornley. Somebody might have talked to him. I think I'm seeing a conniving Mr. Ornley. Hmm. I think he's trying to figure out a way to blow this off. And I think he's going to bide his time. And if it doesn't go, if it goes his way, then you're going to see the Mr. Only back again. Right. Uh, a friend of mine said uh, he saw his site a few weeks back, and he said that he's not going to change. Hmm. And that's it. He didn't care who was elected. He wasn't going to change. So I think you've got somebody laying in the weeds. He's waiting to see how this goes. I mean, I think everybody knows it's not going to, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but I think somebody told him you can't act like a wild man and convince people that you aren't nuts. Mm. And I think uh, he's he's thinking about it now, and we'll wait and see what happens. Thanks, Glenn. All right, thank you. Well, um, I saw a different cliff last night especially when he basically was asking for a lesser punishment. And maybe I misinterpreted that. Je- Jeff, uh, if, if, say, for instance, hotline host and former mayor Jeff Graham were, were, was, you know, his counsel and, and his legal manager, uh, and if you heard Jeff today, he would say, you don't owe them anything. You don't have to tell them anything. And I, I agree with Jeff. But at one point, like I said, it seemed it almost seemed like, you know, Cliff was like, well, just give me a slap in the back of the hand and I'll, I won't do this again. And I was shocked by that. It really was. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. By the way, the, the camera angles on Steve Weed Network were changed. Unless I'm not watching city council meetings as much, it seems as if he changed the angles where he's got a camera position behind where the attorney sit, whichever it is, it's a different dynamic. And I noticed it last night and it makes for compelling video or, or, you know, here it is. We're watching this, this unprecedented moment in Watertown city council history and we're getting reactions. <laughs> um, so yeah, Steve is do- always, Steve has been doing this forever, but he's uh, these, 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 these uh, shows, if we can call them that uh, another night at the, at city hall, <clears throat> Uh, get better and better uh, production-wise. 755-1240 is the number. No one's chiming in, so let's do our last and final break of the hour. We'll be back right after this. Hey, North Country. It's Rob Thomas here, your friendly car guy, and I'm back in action. December, that's what's going to make it huge. Uh, welcome back. Somebody's on the line. Let's go and see who that is. Hi, you're in the air. Wow, that was fast. Yeah. Uh, this is your non-lawyer friend. What's going on? Uh, I I, uh, I want to say uh, Merry Christmas to you, and but uh, well, I didn't have a chance to call you from last Friday's Michael Schwartz uh, yeah. interview. Yeah, and uh, you did an excellent job. I thought uh, it was a great thing for the community, and you're doing a great job. And uh, keep up the good work. And I wish everybody a happy holiday season and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all that good stuff. And keep up the good work. I appreciate okay. that. I really do. Thank you very much. Thank you for that, and happy holidays yourself. Yeah, uh, Michael Schwartz, Dr. Michael Schwartz, was on uh, Friday. Tomorrow we're going to have, of course, uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. Um, you know, every, every Wednesday we do that. And then ultimately, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be speaking with Mario Frado. Uh, but again, uh, this, this, uh, this thing coming out of Albany, re- you know, changing the districts. I know this is like, it's just like watching an apple rot. I get it. It's nothing exciting, but... It's, it's amazing how much manipulation there is. Living in a blue state, you could see it day to day in terms of regulations, you know, in terms of uh, taxation, 
you know, stupid laws coming out of the stuff, the rhetoric we're hearing from uh, from leaders down in New York City. Uh, it's it's just amazing. So um, they're, they're going to do their best they can to, uh, to 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 get back power in both the House and uh, something tells me they're going to maintain it in the Senate. But we'll have to just like my Aunt Rita would say, you well, it's just going to have to wait and see. I'm just going to have to wait and see. 755-1240 if you want to be the last or one of the last callers today on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon show with yours truly, by all means. 755-1240. New callers are always encouraged. Um, You know, we get new callers from time to time. I know a lot more people listen than the amount of people that actually call in. And that's not to discourage those who normally call in to call in. But just as a footnote, I'm getting tired of Samantha calling in on the hotline show. That's all I can say. 755-1240. All right, so what else is going on? I told you about how close I came to actually winning last night. And someone just texted me. uh, hmm. Well, okay. Someone just interjected their opinion about my feelings about only. And this particular person just texted this to me. I completely disagree with both yours and Jeff's uh, take on only. Just step back and look at his antics for the last two years. His recent show of, of contrition is an act. He's still the same guy, this person says, who's basically told any uh, and all we, who disagree with him to go, <clears throat> can't say the next word on radio, thanks to George Carlin themselves. You can read in between the lines. As far as overriding the voters, Cliff did that to himself with his uh, performance. And he ends, no one with an ounce of common sense voted that type of leadership. Okay, give a thumbs up to that. Thank you, my friend. If you want to chime in, and by the way, you can uh, email me direct. The best way to do that, uh, I, I can't give out my cell phone number. That's, a, you know, that's, that's not advisable, but a, a lot of people do have my, my phone number, so you, they, they continue to text me by that means. But you can go to uh, Facebook and look up Live at Five Show with Glenn Curry, and uh, that's always a good way because this show is, is uh, streamed live on Facebook, and a lot of people express themselves there. So you could do the same thing. Hi, you're in the air. What's going on, Glenn? Well, there's Tim. I was expecting you to call. Yeah, I'm calling. I know. So, am I right, Tim, or what? About what? Oh, never mind. So, today you called in on the hotline show, and you still, you're still still worried about uh, soon-to-be Councilman uh, Dr. Kimball. Yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced yet about the gang of three. Hmm. Wow. But the proof will be in the pudding, but, uh, hey, uh... You doing anything for New Year's uh, Eve? You know, so far I don't know. I'm not. I know I'm going out. We're rather we're going down to Long Island for Christmas, but as far as New Year's, I never. I, I we never really plan out anything for New Year's in recent years, Tim. And so it's not one of those old, you know, get-together evenings anymore. It's amateur yeah, night. Hey, um, you uh, have a Apple phone? No, I got a Droid. Oh, okay. I have a problem with my phone. It's uh, uh, Siri comes on once you once you give her a command, she keeps coming on to listening to you after the command. It's ridiculous. Hmm. The update apparently some kind of new update. She won't turn off. I I can't get her to stop listening. Wow! After I give her a command, yeah, huh. it's a nightmare. Sounds like talking uh, Susie. What's that? Sounds like a Rod. Sir- sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I called Apple. Apple says, I don't know, they can't do nothing about it. It's just an update that they did for the phone. Mm. She just continues to listen and listen. And, well. You know, she won't do the command. But, uh, yeah, how about those football games? Pretty interesting. It's pretty uh, 
pack field. There's no seem to be a runaway team except for San Francisco. Yeah, like. I, I, I'm not, I have my doubts about you know San Francisco. You know, to even I thought the Jaguars were the team to watch, and they they've fallen apart. Um, and then you got this story about uh, now they call him uh, uh, Tommy Cutlet, uh, Cutlets, uh, no, whatever chicken cutlets. That's uh, Tommy DeVito, former uh, oh, yeah, Syracuse yeah. quarterback. Right, right. Do you remember watching? Well, watch him? all for those bills all there. They, yeah, they I know, I know. Healthy. They could get healthy at the end here. Yeah, they but might, they might do it. But here's the thing, though, Tim, about the Bills. And yes, I, 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 I really think uh, 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 jo- whatever his name is, Josh Wilson. What's his name? What's Josh, the, Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I, I always want to call him Wilson because the owner was Wilson's name and Wilson Stadium. Josh Allen is a bona fide guy, but he can't do it alone, Tim. He can't do it. And not, no, what happened to Emmett Smith or the Emmett Smith of the 21st century? We don't have any running backs anymore. Everything is reckless abandonment. They're throwing, you know, uh, they're going three and long in the midfield. They're throwing it 30 yards down the field on the sidelines. I don't understand that. And the only one that actually runs for any yardage is the quarterback. That's reckless abandonment. You can't play football consistently like that. That's why nobody's running away with it because nobody's got a running game anymore. So it's potluck. Regardless of what team is going out on the gridiron any given Sunday, I don't care what the records are, those teams are as evenly matched as any other season we have ever seen before, any given Sunday. And the big reason why is because the running game has disappeared in football, just like people hitting for average in baseball. Sports has changed, Tim, and I don't know if it's for the better, to tell you the truth. Anyway, that's my spiel. Because you got most of the guys, you know, it's a thrown league now. Not a run, running league. No, that's not even close. And when you yeah, run that yeah. risk, then you run the risk of losing a game when you depend on the assault, the air assault because you're not guaranteeing you know, you're going to control the ball or you're going to run it. You're going to get a guy that's going to give you 130 yards any given game. When you walk away from that, you're walking away from any given week of actually winning a game. And that's for a team with 11 wins and a team with three wins. It's always equally balanced. Well, you got backs that can do it, but you ain't got the offensive hogs. Well, I, I don't know if it's a question of the offensive. Line. We, we can't make that claim, only because the running game is just not set up the way it used, used to be. So the dynamics has changed. So I don't know if we can blame the, the linemen. But right now, i got to get going, Tim, at the end of the show. All right. See you, brother. Thank you, my friend. That's uh, Tim. And, yes, this is not, repeat, a, ta- uh, a sports show, but just some observations, especially when it comes to a local team. Uh, like, you know, uh, uh, Tommy DeVito there, who was a very good quarterback and then left for dead from, from Babers, and now he's the talk of the town, and nobody wants Daniel Jones back with all that money. AM 1240, WHN, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, of course, is CBS News, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. Ukraine's president made a personal plea